0: i'm Catherine tomlinson and i started an eco-conscious pottery company called oxford clay so i don't just make pottery i make resources for other potters wanting to be more eco-friendly in their pottery practice and that's what this podcast is all about it's about sharing everything i've learned along my eco-conscious pottery journey with you and i'm so glad you're here with me let's go Welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine and uh, today we're going to be talking about um, a simple three-step process, three-step framework you can apply to find out the kind of ecological and social impact of any pottery material. Um, okay, so... The reason I've recorded this episode is because when I first started trying to kind of understand the environmental impact, environmental social impact of my pottery practice, I found it so hard to find out like about the materials I was using and also like how they impacted, um, you know, on the environment or like the places where they were mined. And so um, the more I researched, the more I realised that this could actually be kind of Put into quite a simple framework, so what seems like a very kind of overwhelming process at the beginning like I don't know anything about these materials or like where they come from you can actually apply this framework and um, kind of understand a bit more about the likely um, impact you know negative impact or n- you know less negative impact of any pottery material that you might be using so um so the first thing to say is that um, when we're talking about this, we really need to be using uh, materials or understanding materials as from a single origin. So there are some materials which this is very difficult framework to apply to because they come from like different parts of the world. And the way the supply chain works is that they're mixed and then they're sold um, internationally. So, for example, if you take talc, um, the material talc is kind of notoriously has notoriously kind of difficult to trace um supply chains so some you know some is coming from one place some is coming from another some is legally mined some is illegally mined and legitimately mined sort of thing or illegally mined um, and it's all kind of mixed together and then it's sold so if you're um if you're going to apply this framework, um, you need to know that the material that you're um, sort of trying to apply the framework to is from a single place and you kind of need to know where that place is basically. So how on earth do you find that out? Well, your pottery supplier should know um, where things come from. So for example, I, I use um, three different types of ball clay and a type of China clay And all of them, I know the exact mine they're from and also the exact place where they're mined. So they're from Southwest England. And um, quite often if you get, (laughs) I'm not suggesting you buy a 25 kilogram bag of anything, but when you buy the full, they often come in 25 kilogram bags, these materials. So um, when you buy the, the full 25 kilogram bag, it will say exactly where because it's from the original supplier. Basically, it will it will tell you you know exactly like the address where it was mined and you know the company that's mining it, and so you know that that material has come from that like single source mine um, from mined by a certain company. So um, yeah, so I would advise asking your pottery supplier. Some you know some will be able to tell you, some might not, depending on the material um some have like kind of technical experts working there who will be able to like say yeah i know where this is from and um yeah they'll be able to tell you so yeah ask them first um and yeah and so and then what we'll do is we'll talk about the the framework then you can apply to know once you know where your materials from um to understand its environmental impact Okay, so you've got your material and now you're thinking, well, how do I know the impact that it's had on, you know, people and the environment of of being mined and and processed and transported? Um, Okay, so the first thing to say is that um, there is a sort of carbon emissions um, aspect. So this is one of the three criteria, one of the three framework is how far has that material had to come to get to you okay so there's a carbon emissions so asso- asso- there's carbon emissions associated with the transport with the haulage of that material so for example if you're using you know a material say like epk china clay coming from like a certain part of the world or if you're based in the uk and you know you're using Groleg china clay which is just from like cornwall you know it's it's Safe to say that the haulage um, from uh, the Groleg egg is going to be less than the EPK china clay, which is you know mined, transported internationally um, to get to you. So that's the first part of the framework. How far has that material had to come? Is there a material you know closer to you that you could use? Basically, so that's the first part of the framework. Okay. The second part of the framework is that. Um, you want to look at um, what is the regulatory framework of the region in which that um, that material is mined. So, if a, if an area has um, sort of good levels of regulation, if it's got um, robust regulation that's in its kind of civic structures, um, you know, that's able, or if it's in its legal structures, and if it's got civic structures that are able to. Um, uphold the regulation then chances are you know the environment will be protected people mining that material will, will be protected by health and safety legislation um you know the yeah the environment you know, it will be protected from the mining companies and um, you know there might be legislation that means that mining companies have to do mitigation work they have to make sure they're protecting the environment as they mine that material so what is the level of regulation um in that region so if the if the level of regulation is is weak or if they don't have the civic structures in place to enforce regulation then that's problematic so if for example you know there's a lot of artisanal mining in that sector which means that like people are informally mining they're not protected by health and safety legislation they're self-employed they don't have to use you know sort of health and safety equipment there's um perhaps child labour in that industry as well. Um, those, um, those indications, um, you know, where there's a weak regulatory framework or where there's not the civic structures in place to uphold it, that indicates that potentially environmental and social harm could be caused by the production of that material, that pottery material. So, you know, for example, cobalt, it, it, has, it has problematic... There's a whole episode I've done on cobalt um, and, yeah, cobalt has problematic supply chains in that respect. So, um, yeah, whereas, say, like, other other materials, say, like, if they're mined, um, I don't know, in places that have more strict regulatory frameworks, say, for example, a country that's part of the EU and the EU um, the legislative body, you know, are upholding those you know, workers' rights, environmental protection, um, you know, taxes from mining companies you know the kind of um, the kind of practices they're allowed to use um, those those things will uphold the protecting the environment and protecting people okay so regulatory framework is the second part of this kind of um, framework to assess the harm of pottery materials after haulage and transport So the third thing that you need to look at in terms of the the framework to assess the environmental impact of a pottery material is the energy mix of the region where the material is mined. So different regions, different countries have different ways of getting their energy so um, some countries will use more renewable energy and some countries will rely more on like fossil fuels to um, get the the energy for their national grid basically so um, generally speaking if um if a country if a region is using a lot of fossil fuels that will generate more kind of carbon emissions perhaps air pollution you know more than um, a country which is using much more like uh, renewable sources of energy so that is something you can look at in terms of, like, what is this country? What is this enemy, um, energy mix? And um, so is it is it likely that this mine, basically, is using renewable energy or not? Um, so um, just a kind of slight caveat to that, a slight complication, is that if a mine is very remote, um, then it can actually use um, sort of a lot of fossil fuels because it will be kind of like off-grid. So um, it could be maybe using you know diesel for haulage or for powering machinery. Um And conversely, some mines that are very remote also use that they they create their own energy by renewable sources. There could be like solar power. So like some remote mines, like, for example, in Australia, um, they can be using like remote. um, They can be using renewable energy sources because they're so remote. They can't get, um, you know, enough fuel, basically, to to power their um machinery on the mine so that is (laughs) that is a slight caveat to that but um if you want to like sort of read more about this framework i've actually um i've actually detailed it in eco-conscious pottery glazing that book um, which you can get from the oxford clay website or you can get it from amazon as well and it just goes through the framework and also you know some really good like sources of information um, if you want to look up the um, energy mix of a country. So I'll actually put how I found the energy mix of a country, I'll put that in the show notes because there's a report that's produced every year and you can just look it up, basically. It's very easy to find that information. Um, yeah, okay, so let's have a quick recap. Um, so like you've got a poetry material, you're like, I don't know what, like, what its environmental social impact is step one find out where it comes from does it come from a single source um, a single region a single mine if it does then great you'll be able to do the assessment basically step number two okay so you need to find that from your pottery supplier step number two is that you want to kind of think about how far has this material had to come to get to me So that will be a good indication of how much energy has been used for the material to, um, you know, get to where you are. So it could be like, you know, the fuel that was used, um, for example, could be like fossil fuels in terms of its haulage to get to you. Okay, so the next step, step number three, (laughs) is that you can um, look at the regulatory framework of that country that region so if it has a robust regulatory framework then it's pretty safe to say that the environment will be protected uh, as far as possible and also um, people will be protected um, I'm not saying it's perfect but I'm saying that um, there are there's a big uh, there's a very wide um, range of you know environmental and people protection so generally regulation can mean uh that people people and the environment are, pro- are protected um yeah like i said i'm not saying it's perfect but um it's a good indication that there are at least mechanisms in place to hold people to account to hold mining companies to account to hold people who damage the environment to account um so is there a regulatory framework in place and are there the civic structures in place to be able to um sort of uphold this legislation, um, for people who maybe, you know, break the legislation. Um, And then step four is um, that, what is the energy mix of that region? What is the energy mix of that, you know, country? What's their national grid made up of? How do they get their energy? How is that mine running? Is it running mainly on fossil fuels? Or is it mainly running from renewable sources from the energy grid? um so yeah like i said i will link that in the show notes the report to find out the energy mix of a country and um if you want to read more information like i was sent you there's um yeah there's more information in eco-conscious pottery glazing book um, where we go through that, that framework um in a bit more detail and um yeah so i hope you've enjoyed this episode um i know it can feel overwhelming like what is this pottery material i don't understand where it is where you know, where has it come from what is it um but um yeah the information is it's there for you and um you know just take it one step at a time ask the pottery supplier and then just like a bit of investigation and you can kind of get an indication of its environmental harm um and social harm so yeah until then uh happy potting and i will see you next time on the Octoclay podcast and thank you so much for joining me bye So if you enjoyed that and you're interested to learn more about eco-conscious pottery head over to the Oxford Clay website which is www.oxfordclay.co.uk. I can't wait to see you there.